Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. The Institute for Justice has been doing a lot of great work lately, and here we are again. Indiana Supreme Court rules property owners in civil forfeiture cases are entitled to a jury trial. Diego Delsa wrote this. Uh, J. Justin Wilson also wrote some of what I'm going to talk about, as did uh, the Associated Press. So information from a bunch of different sources here. But the Indiana Supreme Court has ruled that property owners in civil forfeiture cases are entitled to a jury trial. This is huge, huge. Because we've talked before about the biggest problem that people have in these cases is that they take your money or stuff from you and say, if you want it, you got to sue us to get it back. But when you sue them to get it back, it's a hearing before a judge. And a judge just looks at it and goes, well, the rules say that you've got to prove your innocence. So what happens if a jury were to decide this? and gets to hear about how the cops took your money at the side of the road with no evidence. How many cases will they take to juries that they would have taken before a judge? So the uh, Institute for Justice, of course, is a public interest law firm, and they represent clients free of charge in cutting-edge litigation defending vital constitutional rights. Recently, the Indiana Supreme Court ruled unanimously that civil forfeiture defendants in the Hoosier state have the right to a trial by jury. In recent decades, prosecutors across Indiana had resisted efforts by property owners to have their cases heard by a jury of their peers. Applying the Indiana Constitution, the state's high court set things straight, holding that property owners in an action brought under Indiana's civil forfeiture statute have a constitutional right to a trial by jury. The court reasoned that the historical record strongly suggests that Indiana continued the common law tradition of trial by jury and actions for in rem forfeiture of property. In rem is a Latin term. What we're talking about here is that technically speaking, when your stuff gets taken from you, if you were to simply step back and watch the legal process, they will say, oh, we're not putting you on trial. We're putting your stuff on trial. Your stuff, we're going to try your money and see how good of a defense it puts up. So because Indiana's system of civil forfeiture is readily analogous to the traditional common law forfeiture of property used in violation of the law, Indiana's constitution guarantees the right to a jury trial. So Institute for Justice Senior Attorney Sam Gedge, who argued the appeal before the Indiana Supreme Court, said, today's decision vindicates a fundamental constitutional guarantee, the right to a trial by jury of our peers is core to our system of justice. And for centuries, courts across the nation have confirmed the obvious. When the government sues to forfeit your property, you're entitled to make your case to a jury. Institute for Justice is a public interest law firm that litigates nationwide to vindicate individual liberties. They defend the rights of property owners in civil forfeiture cases across the nation, including in nearly half a dozen cases in Indiana. From the landmark Tim's versus Indiana, which was, of course, the excessive fines case, to an ongoing class action challenging Indiana's for-profit forfeiture prosecutors. So keep in mind, keep in mind that right now, I'm talking about before this case came down, okay? So, so right now is the dividing line. Before this case came down, the law enforcement would take the stuff and go, we're just going to take it, you want it, sue us, get it back. And they knew darn well that most people won't. Most people won't bother because, number one, it's expensive to do so, and number two, it's usually a futile effort, meaning you're going to lose. However, now that we've introduced this new concept, 
the jury trial, the jury trial, how many prosecutors do you think are going to say, hmm, you know, we don't want to take that one in front of a jury? So I'll pick as an example the guy I met at the Institute for Justice retreat a while back, former Marine driving uh, out west, got pulled over by a state trooper, uh, and made the mistake of being truthful when the officer said, are you carrying any cash? said, yeah, I got 75 grand on me. It's in the truck, but I'm taking it to give it to my daughter. And the police officer just took it from him and said, well, we're going to take this uh, because we think it's drug money. You're either going to buy drugs, sell drugs, something. We don't know, but we're going to take this money from you. And uh, when that case got publicized, simply publicized, they gave him his money back. But wait, if it was a righteous seizure, you don't give it back just because it got publicity. And so can you imagine if they'd said, okay, we're not going to give that back. But we are going to go in front of a jury and ask a jury to let us keep it. (laughs) I suspect if they actually start taking these cases to juries, Juries are going to say, start saying, not only does the guy get his money back, can we award some damages over here? Now, unfortunately, that's not what the Supreme Court said. They just said, well, you, you get to have a jury decide this. But I can't imagine a jury in most of the cases we've been talking about saying somebody's simply walking onto an airplane and they get pulled over by a plainclothes officer who says, you're carrying cash, give it to me. Yeah, that sounds legal. Let him keep the money. No, juries aren't going to do that. And by the way, I always ask you to consider yourself in these situations, not as the victim, but as the juror. So you're sitting around one day, you go out, you get your mail, and in the mail is a thing that says from the courthouse, and you, go, huh? you open it up and it goes, you've been selected for jury duty, and you live in Indiana. Say you show up for jury duty one day, you're sitting around, they make you watch a video, somebody comes in and talks to you for a few minutes, all the PR nonsense. Then they, then they call 20 of you into a room and say, yeah, we're going to choose a jury now. Case involves civil asset forfeiture. You go, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. <laughs> Even if you haven't, though. Think about it this way. So you understand that you get selected for jury duty. The case involves the police pulled somebody over. Didn't write the person a ticket. Didn't arrest the person. But the person had cash on him, and the police took the cash, and now the person whose money was taken has brought an action to get the cash back, and you as a juror are wasting your time when you could be at work or doing whatever it is you do during the day when you wouldn't be at jury duty making 12 bucks a day and three cents a mile or whatever the nonsense is they pay jurors. And here's the thing. I've met people who like being on jury duty. They think it's fun. I've met, I've met people who enjoy it. Most people don't. But God bless them because we need jurors. So when jurors show up, I hate to see their time being wasted. And I've seen cases before where during opening statements, and I'm sitting in the gallery watching this, looking at the jurors who are like, we're going to have to sit here for five days to hear this BS on a case that shouldn't be getting tried? I've seen it where you can read their faces, that that's what they're thinking, all of them. So 
you got selected for a jury duty. Congratulations. You're now going to spend two or three days in a courthouse listening to somebody explain how money got taken from them. They had done nothing wrong. They're accused of doing nothing wrong. But the state would like to keep the money. And now that by itself might seem absurd to you unless you or another juror during deliberations goes, but wait a second, that could have been us. That could have been us. How would we feel they took our money? And I have a sneaky feeling that some prosecutor out there is going to go, this is a personal challenge to me. I'm going to try some of these cases. (laughs) Knock yourself out. Let me know. I'll, I'll come down and watch. That'll be fun. Be fun to watch. It'll be sad that it's happening, but it'll be fun to watch. Because I suspect that if you picked all the cases out there where somebody gets to be on a jury, what case they'd like to be a juror on, okay? I would pick one of these. I'd love to be on the jury for one of these. I would love it. I'd actually go back in the jury room and go, quick, everybody, I want to be foreman, okay? How fast can we return a verdict to let the prosecution know they were wrong? How fast? To prove a point, let's get back out there in three minutes. See if we can set a record of some sort. So the Associated Press picked the story up also, noting that Indiana residents are entitled to a trial by jury when the government seeks to confiscate their money or property through civil forfeiture. And that's from the state's high court. The ruling was unanimous. And they said that this right goes all the way back to the old days. And we hold that a claimant in an action brought under Indiana's civil forfeiture statute has a constitutional right to a trial by jury. And it turns out that this ruling also establishes a new test for the right to a jury trial uh, contained in the Indiana Constitution. So it doesn't just resolve this one sticking point with civil asset forfeiture. It actually will help other cases going forward when it comes to trying to determine whether or not you are entitled to a trial by jury in Indiana. So there you go. But Diego Delso contributed to that along with J. Justin Wilson. I met Mr. Wilson at the retreat. Very, very nice guy. I had dinner with him one night. And uh, this is, again, a great result for the people of Indiana. And I've mentioned before about the Institute for Justice doing great work. I'll put a link to them in the description below the video. But notice that they did this in Indiana. And it took all this work on this case to get this one point settled. And I believe the Tim's case went to Indiana Supreme Court twice to get the result they needed. And these guys will battle on these cases to the point where if you had to hire your own attorney or paying out of your own pocket, you would have been bankrupt a long time back and couldn't have pursued the case. And that's one of the reasons that these laws still are on the books that are bad. And that is that who is going to stand up and fight these? Who? Well, the Institute for Justice, for one. So that's why I support them, and I urge you to support them as well. So more good news from the Institute for Justice out of Indiana. Civil asset forfeiture victims get jury trials now. And let's just see what happens with civil asset forfeiture going forward. Because I predict that this is going to cause the seizures to drop. And if not the seizures, it'll certainly drop how many of the cases that the government will fight. Meaning they seize the money. If you notify them you want a jury trial, I have a sneaky feeling a lot of times they'll give you your money back. So let's see. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye.
Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Do not taunt Happy Fun Ball.